0: Billy, I, I'm gonna admit something here. I I also enjoyed the Africa scenes, but I'm I'm gonna say it wasn't because of the elephants. I just enjoyed watching Spencer. I'm putting that out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even blame you. I mean, Spencer Dutton is the guy who's gonna <laughs> steal your girlfriend, and you're not even gonna be mad about it. It's like, well, yeah, I, I mean, she's probably better off with him anyway. <laughs> Addison,
0: oh, Billy! It is from our little hiatus. It is good to hear your voice. We are here, 2023. Do I have mixed feelings about this last episode of Yellowstone? Absolutely, but I'm still excited to talk about it.
1: I missed talking Yellowstone in 1923 with you and, and all of our listeners. Uh, we did take a week off for the holidays, mm-hmm. and but now we have Yellowstone episode eight, the mid-season finale, to talk about. As well as 1923, which to me is becoming as good as 1883.
0: And I absolutely agree with you, which you might be shocked by that statement. As you know, 1883 was your bread and butter. And I was pretty much papoted every single time we got on to talk an episode. But I, I have to say, I'm currently enjoying it a little bit more than Yellowstone, which yeah, let's gasp. We'll take a moment of silence because that's a really big, that's a big statement for me to be making right now.
1: I think I know the answer to if Harrison Ford is leaving 1923.
0: I, I'm excited to talk about this because I think he's dead. And that statement makes me feel like you think he's not, which is going to be very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he doesn't die. I mean, we're going to talk about yet 1923 in the second half of this podcast. He doesn't, but to, to summarize, he mm-hmm. doesn't die, but he's certainly. Uh, is wounded, looks really bad. It
0: looks grim. Well, and I'm looking forward to, when it comes to Yellowstone, there's two things that I'm looking forward to. Is number one, my favorite couple that is steady, that I've really had affirmation of in this last episode. And also, we've got to talk about the train station, Beth, Jamie, and John. Because I, I have a few thoughts there.
1: How did she not know? How did she not know? Is my question. That's all I kept saying at the it, television. How
0: did she not know? <laughs>
1: Impossible.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have some reasoning to that statement as well. That oh. I think there's just a little bit of gray area, and I'm excited to talk okay. about it. I'm I'm amped. <laughs> Well, all first, right. before we, we get into in, any of that, I'm excited. I, I honestly do not remember what the trivia question was on our, you know, in between that I've had, you know, all the, all the Christmas cookies, all the all the holiday fun, and I do not remember what your, right. ho, your trivia question was. Can you remind
1: me? Edison's brain is just full of eggnog right now, and we're trying to just <laughs> drain it, and we'll get back. So yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. so... <laughs> So no offense if you forgot this one. Uh, staff at tasteofcountry.com is the email address for any uh, questions, comments, or corrections. And we do have a few corrections this episode, uh, as well as trivia question answers. And last week, the question was, was fairly straightforward, and it was how many people have died in season five of Yellowstone thus far? Uh, and I think this ends up being through the midseason finale. The number is the same because no one died last episode.
0: Before you give the answer, I think last podcast I think I said five. If I'm remembering correctly, I just wanted to give well, my. I believe you my, said my four before you said. I think you oh, said, maybe four. I said four. Okay. Oh no, is the answer and five? The only reason
1: I no, I no. The only reason I remember you said four is because you were right, and I was like, oh, Addison,
0: you blew the trivia question
1: answer, <laughs> but I held it in. There was Monica's baby. Uh, The other driver in the car with the car crash, uh, Emmett, the old timer. And then the fourth one was Rowdy, who we now see has gone to the train station. Uh, Rowdy was a flashback sequence. He was really the first person that Rip killed kind of in a a fight because Mm -hmm. Rowdy was talking pretty poorly of Beth Dutton. Uh, So he ends up being the fourth one. And we got a lot of answers, a lot of correct answers. In fact, I don't think anybody... Submitted an incorrect answer. So maybe this was a little bit of a a Christmas gift, but uh, a frequent emailer and regular listener to the show, Hayden, was first in. Hayden knew four people have died in season five. And Hayden, I just want to say, I hope you have the best year of your life in 2023. All the stars are going Mm -hmm. to align from you. You're going to get a raise at work. Uh, Your kids, if you have them, will thrive this year and that issue that you've been dealing with it's going to work itself out hayden this is your year and it starts right now congratulations
0: (laughs) i just really have loved how this part of the podcast has really transpired (laughs) and i'm so here for it never never change what is this week's trivia question
1: this week's trivia question is this. The actors who play Jamie Dutton and Malcolm Beck from Yellowstone and the actress who plays Alexandra, who is Spencer's love interest in 1923, they all have this long-running television show in common in on their resumes. Essentially, which TV show have they all been a part of over the last three, five, or ten years? Uh, and I'll give you another clue. There are a lot of actors from the Yellowstone universe who have been a part of this show over the years. Staff at TasTaCountry.com uh, is, is where to submit those answers. First answer correct Again, uh, And Uh gets a pep talk, just like Hayden did this week.
0: Well, Billy, <laughs> now are we ready to talk? Now we're ready. Yellowstone. Let's go. Now okay. <laughs> I, yeah, clearly I was a little amped about and had a very, I have a lot to say about episode eight. No, uh, I just came in with probably, like I said, higher expectations than I should have because it let me, there was so many great scenes, but I will say as a whole, it let me down. It let me down.
1: Well, I think we all wanted to sort of look at it as a season finale and it was billed as a mid-season finale and mid-season finales tend to not have like the great cliffhanger that you get with a season finale. That said, knowing we're not going to get another new episode of Yellowstone until next summer, like this is a season finale. Ugh. I don't know why we're splitting this season in two. To me, it sounds correct. Let's just call that season six and this season five. But it did very much feel like a midseason finale where it ends with a, some interesting things happening, but nothing that was like, oh my God, I need to text Addison right this moment. Nothing like that. I didn't think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I agree with that. Is there anything that, I mean, you knew, you heard my two cents of, I I want to talk about train station and a relationship that I just, just really warmed my heart. Just, it felt like the only kind of consistent relationship. Uh, but are there any, uh, are there any heavy hitters that kind of you specifically would love to touch on?
1: Well, the biggest thing to me, and I th- thought this was the crux of the episode was well, it starts with Jamie going forward with his plans to ask for Governor Dutton's mm-hmm. impeachment. We saw that in a trailer leading up to this episode. Mm-hmm. He does give the speech and he gets the votes and they're going to go forward with trying to impeach uh, Governor Dutton. It's only been a few weeks in office, but he's already. And that's not really surprising because we've kind of both said that he's very impeachable. He's done. He's been a very poor governor for the state of Montana and a little bit selfish. So that part isn't too surprising. But in doing so, he he um, disobeys Beth and his dad and and Beth thought she had him pretty well blackmailed because at the end of season four, she witnesses Jamie throwing her uh, throwing his father's body into the train station. After she kills him, she has photos and she says, if you don't do what we say, we're going to release those photos. This was the big plot hole to all of us is like, how does Jamie not know? Why is Jamie accepting this blackmail? Because the Duttons have a lot of bodies at the end of the train station as well. Like, I thought this was a, a real problematic issue. And that is sort of solved. Beth didn't know about the train station. She didn't know that her father and her grandfather and all these Duttons have been using it as sort of their trash can for decades. And when Jamie tells Beth, she's speechless. She does not know what to say. She had no idea that Rip, even her husband, he's the main trash man of all this. And I just found that impossible to believe.
0: And I agree with you, because here's where I feel like here's a plot hole, and I'd love to hear your two cents on it. Okay, so she's saying she had no clue about the train station. Okay, let's rewind to when uh, Jamie was taking his dad's body to the train station. Beth is there. So you're telling me to take a picture of Jamie with the dead body. So how did she get there if she didn't know about the train station? How did you see what I'm saying? Like that scene does not line up with her theory of not knowing about it.
1: Someone emailed about this as well. And I think the only so we, we believed that Beth had instructed Jamie to take Garrett to the train station. That is what I think we believed after at the end of season four. But if you look at it with this new information, it's also plausible that she simply she simply just followed him. Somehow she. She tailed him all the way to the train station, which is a little okay. bit of a stretch because it's a pretty isolated road. And you would have thought he would have uh-huh. noticed a car following the whole time. And, you know, she drives like yeah. a Mercedes. It's not like a, a real normal car like she would have. Exactly. Jamie would have put two and two together. So, yeah, that, that that is a bit of a plot hole. But if you I guess the only explanation is that she just sort of tailed him there and she didn't uh-huh. know that that wasn't just a that wasn't a random turnout on the border. Mm-hmm. I find myself thinking back to old episodes and looking for other clues that Beth knew about the train station. I guess I can't off the top of my head, but I feel like there's been instances in the previous four seasons where Beth and the train station have sort of intersected.
0: Well, something else that when she was having that conversation with John about, you know, let's get when she. Kind of confronts him saying, you know, I, I know about the train station now, XYZ, and pretty much says, like, we need to get rid of Jamie. I kind of giggled going, okay, so you're going, yeah, super low risk. Let's have the governor involved in getting rid of someone. Jamie is going to, you know, disappear, not suspicious at all. I'm like, there's so many red flags in this situation. I don't know if you thought that as that moment was happening. I was like, this, this is a terrible idea. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> is it clear? that John signs on to that plan, was it, was that made clear to you? Like, I didn't hear him ever actually say, yes, let's do this. I thought the camera just sort of pulled back as he's pondering.
0: Right. Right. And I guess more so it's just Beth's thought process of how that would make any sense whatsoever.
1: And then simultaneously, Jamie is having a conversation with Sarah Atwood about hiring Hitman to kill Beth and make it look like a heart attack or a car accident. And I think that's just as problematic because someone's going to notice that the governor's daughter is missing or dead.
0: I agree with that. And do you want me to give you a little like hot take on what I think could potentially happen? This is this is this is popping hot.
1: Okay, give it to me.
0: So Summer and Beth are both blonde, right? Okay. Jamie does not know, at least to my knowledge, Jamie does not know that Summer has been told by John, hey, stay back, stay at the home. Oh, you know where I'm going with this. Hold on. Stay at the home. Uh, Jamie doesn't know that she's there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're smiling because you know exactly where I'm going. (laughs) Beth is now going to go off with Rip as he's going off to Texas. She's going to visit every now and then, which Jamie also is not going to know. So said hitman is going to come to the home. From behind, they're both blonde, you wouldn't necessarily know Jamie also has not let said Hitman know, hey, there's actually two women in the home because he doesn't know. I am guessing that summer is going to end up being the one shot by the hitman yeah by accident. yeah, I was really excited to share this with you.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think that I think that fits um, that I mean that would be a uh, some pretty smart writing. And very plausible and it would make, yeah, I could totally, I don't have anything to add to that. That, That's, that's tremendous. I could totally see that happening. And at that point, I feel like John and and Beth would have all the cards in their hand to somehow get rid of Jamie in a way where they don't have to Mm -hmm. throw Mm -hmm. him over the train station. Like they could track that killer down. Yeah, let us know. Somehow
0: exactly yeah if if you're listening let us know at staff at tasteofcountry.com do you think my theory is realistic do you have other theories
1: mm-hmm. you know i was I was a little disappointed I mean, this was the disappointing part of the episode to me is like we didn't really get any movement on any of these plans correct to uh for some of these hits like it just sort of ended with some talk and conjecture like that was the big cliffhanger i guess for this s- first half of season five which is a uh, Sort of a a, a shoulder shrugger, uh, even after, especially after season three, which ended with the attack on the Duttons, and then season four even had a little bit of a cliffhanger with what Casey saw, and this mid-season cliffhanger is a little bit like, meh, okay, I'll see you in the summer. I agree. Bye. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, yeah, I don't know if you felt this way, but I really felt like the the Emily Jimmy scenes. The first ones were okay, but I did feel, as we progressed through the episode, I really felt like it started to become forced, where I was like, we could have actually done the, There was a scene where they were sitting on a bench, and I was watching this with friends, and we mm-hmm. all agreed. We're like, this scene, what did it add? It, it didn't. It, it felt forced. Uh, there were moments where I was like, okay.
1: It di- they didn't feel like a couple that's been dating for a long time and are engaged. They felt like almost like a couple who just sort of started dating, like... Correct. so and are finding their dynamic i was glad to see him back um i, I so can i can i get into a little bit of my theory of what's going to happen sort of with the structure of of Yellowstone and and Texas as kind of we play forward in 2020? bring it i'm here okay the other thing i want to talk yeah. about is i think we finally got some clarity about what casey actually saw at the end of season 4 like we kind of knew but now he actually said it but uh I, So it's going to be not until the summer when we return with the rest of season five of Yellowstone. Uh, Taylor Sheridan has said that most of the next season is filmed in Texas. And I think what he meant was second half of season five. So a significant portion is going to be filmed in Texas. Obviously, there's this four sixes show that we've been talking about. It seems like forever. uh, Rumored to be starring Jefferson White, Jimmy as well as Ryan Bingham. Ryan Bingham is now going to the four sixes ranch with the herd. They're either going to film or maybe even air parts of the four sixes show kind of in this break. Cause we have a really long break between like mid February when 1923 ends and the summer, um, July, August, maybe when Yellowstone begins at the very least, they're going to film parts of the four sixes show so that it's ready to rock and roll later in the fall. But we might actually even get a few sneak peeks of it or maybe even an episode or two in the summer at best. Like, I think we're transitioning to that show. It'll begin. And maybe there'll be one more season of Yellowstone. And then we'll all be talking about the four sixes show. I think is, I think that's the plan with Paramount because four sixes show is on Paramount network. All the other ones are on Paramount plus.
0: And once again, they're working against borrowed time, with just Tate and uh, Carter they're young they're young boys going through puberty all the above so next time we see them i'm sure carter will have a full-on beard at this point like they're you know they're that is a lot of like we said even the first time before this uh season five aired we're like they're gonna probably look really different i think that is something to be said once again when we yeah. pick back up in the summer
1: how about carter he's got himself a little girlfriend Kind of kicking it. In I back
0: know. The truck. I, Son. I know, and almost she has she she has a kind of a Beth personality. I was like, "You go, girl, little Spitfire. I'm here for it."
1: There was a lot of like sweetness she what she early on in this episode, wasn't there? Like, there was a lot of like, just well, kind of like Jimmy and Emily were back. Um, Carter and his girlfriend. There was that beautiful scene between John and Monica where they kind of had a tender moment, and then the biggest surprise to me was Teeter and Colby yes! and Teeter uh, saying those took... three little words.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I also don't know why my Southern accent came out in that moment, but yeah. that's, yes, that's why I got are. so excited. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> came back from <laughs> Christmas break and another person. Um, that, that's the relationship that I'm talking about that I was like, man, we've had a lot of, you know, I was clearly pro Ryan and uh, Laney Will or Abby's relationship that I mean, that one was up and down regardless. But out of the bunkhouse, I have always felt like Colby and Teeter's relationship is at least, you know, one of the more realistic, just steady ones. And it was cool to see just number one, Colby, you know, as Teeter just up and leave, she's like, OK, bye you know, getting in the truck to leave and you can see Colby's kind of holding back his emotions, his thoughts. And when he goes out to pretty much be like, you know, bye Teeter. And, and like you said, that that moment that they shared, it just warmed my heart. I was like, man, I've, I am mm-hmm. so for this couple. And it made me hopeful because I was worried. And I think I think we've talked about this. Of It's interesting that the the people that Rip chose were all in relationships and, you know, I kind of thought, oh, no, this is going to be the, I, you know, I could see the end of the other relationships. That's kind of a no brainer there. But that was one Colby teeter that I thought, oh, man, I really like them. I'm I'm worried that this journey will put a strain on them. But that moment that they shared, I was confident. I was like, yeah, OK, we're here for this one. This one might not go anywhere. And I'm here for that.
1: I'll share a little something with you. Uh, there are some similarities between Ooh. how Teeter said, I love you to Colby and how my wife first said, I love you to me because she said it first and hung up the phone. And at the time oh. she also had, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, at the time she also had her hair was blue. I believe at the time, whereas teeters is pink. And My wife doesn't have that kind of accent, but it was a very similar thing where she said it and then just sort of hung up the phone and I didn't get a chance to, to respond. But I thought that kind of made me a little nostalgic. I thought it was a, a sweet moment between the two of them that, um, I think they'll stay together ultimately. Somehow somehow, Colby's going to get his butt down to Texas, I feel like. I hope. Oh, I hope. That was a good moment. So, I mean, that all sort of preceded the violence. And I I guess the only other thing worth talking about is Casey's vision, where where we finally have a little bit of finality about how the ranch is going to continue now that everybody's sort of (laughs) split off. So here's the one point I want to make about this, is is that Casey tells Monica, I saw the end of us. And we now know that his choice was between the ranch and her. That leads me to believe that initially mm-hmm. he was going to choose the ranch, but now we know he has chosen her, and that all happened after they lost the baby early in season five. So I feel like his choice and his decision shifted as this episode, as this season has progressed. And now, as it turns out, it looks like mm-hmm. he's going to be able to have both the ranch and his family. But he said, I saw the end of us, and if it was between the ranch, and him and Monica, like, it's clear to me, like, he was going ranch. He was team ranch at the end of season four. Interesting.
0: I, I honestly did not think that deep into that moment. What I more so thought, can you really, I, th- I think for me where I was going, ah, can you really have both is can you really rewrite? Like, you know, he has this big vision of what's to come. Can you re? Can you really rewrite that and say, actually, I, here's the loophole. I'm going to have both. See what I'm saying? Right. I, I
1: do. Yeah. And some things may change there. I think what's important to take away from maybe the end of this is that the pieces are starting to fall in place for like another season or another season and a half max. Of Yellowstone, like we're in a place now where we can see how Tate is eventually going to take over the ranch, which is what we all thought was going to happen. Like we've moved down to Texas, which is going to set up this four sixes show. Um, the Jamie Beth feud is sort of racing towards its conclusion. Like it's we're in kind of this wind down on a number of different fronts, with the exception of what's going on in the reservation, which just sort of seems to be this run on sentence that no one really knows what to do with at this point. It's a little bit disappointing, but. uh uh, that that's kind of I think the state of Yellowstone as I see it anyway
0: since our last episode or since our last podcast episode there's been two episodes of 1923
1: well the first two episodes of 1923 were very much introducing the characters setting up the show they were they were good episodes i really enjoyed it but yeah episode 3 is sort of where the the rubber met the road and and the and the big thing is how it ends with uh, mm. an attack on Jacob Dutton and his family as they're coming back from Bozeman. Um, they're heading back to the ranch, and the sheep herder, uh, Bannon is his name, he unleashes this attack on him. Um, killed is John Dutton Sr. This is James Dutton's son, James Dutton, Tim McGraw, his oldest son, Correct. John Sr., is killed, the adult version of him is killed during this, which is was a, a huge shock, uh, but if you go back and watch the trailer for 1923, there is a short, short little clip where, who we now a woman we now know to be, his wife is um, over a a cemetery over a tombstone. Uh, But, but it also Mm -hmm. looks like Jacob Dutton, Uh, Harrison Ford's character is killed as well. And we don't see him die, but dang, if it doesn't look real bad for him, Uh, he, uh, he thinks he's going to die. Helen Marin's character, Cara Dutton thinks he's going to die. And then the episode just sort of ends. So as we go into episode four, Things are looking very, very bad. I think everybody believes that Harrison Ford's character is uh, done for.
0: As we kind of talked about, you know, I totally think he's done for. What I thought was interesting is, you know, this happened in, you know, an an afternoon. And at the end of the episode, Kara writes to Spencer, who's currently in Africa. So she says, you know, you come home. Your uncle is dying. I need you to help protect, you know, the inheritance, a.k.a. the ranch from everyone who's wanting to essentially take it. What I thought was interesting is, obviously, that's going to take take weeks to months for him to get back. And so if Jacob actually dies, I'm going, oh, my gosh, the amount of things that – because at first I thought, why did we already kill – and this is where I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. If Jacob Dutton dies, Harrison Ford is a huge movie star you know what i mean is he really gonna sign on to three episodes and so at first i thought why the heck would taylor sheridan kill him off so fresh into the season and then i thought well okay if he does die and then there's this lag time in between when spencer can hightail it back home there's a lot that could go down in like the shaping of kind of what we've seen of yellowstone and the dutton ranch Today. So that is where I kind of, I did, sl- you know, could sleep a little bit better as to why he would need to die so soon. But it's still confused. I, I still am a little shocked if he does die, how Harrison Ford said yes to only three episodes.
1: So it, it reminds me a little bit about what happened with the Fox television show Monarch, where in the very first episode, Susan Sarandon's character dies. And you can kind of mm-hmm. see what happened to that show. After that, it was, it wasn't renewed past December and, and really struggled Mm -hmm. as a television show, uh, Taylor Sheridan and the Yellowstone franchise are better than that. And, um, Taylor talked to deadline, a pretty significant interview that was published towards the end of last month and talked about a lot of the shows and about how 1883 sort of gave birth to 1923 because no one at the Paramount Network actually read the script for 1883. So they were like, wait a minute, in 1883, everyone dies. How are we going to do season two? And Taylor's like, well, we can't. So he kind of dreamed up 1923 to sort of satisfy their craving for a a second season of this. Uh, There's one part of the interview that I thought was really revealing as it pertains to the potential death of Jacob Dutton, is that Taylor says originally he just wanted to shoot eight episodes of 1923. But then he quickly realized he needed eight more episodes to wrap up the show. A second season, more or less. Deadline asks, hmm. how hard was it to get Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren back for more? And Sheridan says, quote, they were excited. They only signed on originally for one season. They were so eager to continue it. Oh. That says to me that Harrison's back for a second season in some sort of capacity. I can't see it being only sort of a flashback type or or like a celestial Elsa Dutton sort of role. Like, I think he's going to be disabled Uh for a number of episodes, but I think he pulls through. I think that surgeon does his job and Harrison, uh, Jacob Dutton, will end up living through... Season one, despite all of the signs and and all of the teasing that he dies, and there is a lot of it. If you start to look at some of the imagery, and if you look back on the trailer, like it looks like it's just Helen Mirren's character pressing on. I think it's just because he's on his sick bed recovering.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm here for it. I didn't want him to die.
1: Yeah, there there is a lot with this show that grabbed my attention. Like that was certainly the scene, but everything that was going on in Africa. Was just, just tremendous, tremendous television like that mm-hmm. really original. And this was all actually filmed, Taylor says, in Africa, like in it wasn't just some oh wow uh, preserve in America or, or that was sort of all these safe animals like they went down there and filmed it for realsies. Like, I don't know how they got that elephant to charge, but they did. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it was intense. Some of the best, most original television I've seen really since 1883.
0: Billy, I'm going to admit something here. I, I also enjoyed the Africa scenes, but I'm, I'm going to say it wasn't because of the elephants. I just enjoyed watching Spencer. I'm putting that out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I can't even blame you. I mean, Spencer Dutton is the guy who's going (laughs) to steal your girlfriend and you're not even going to be mad about it. It's like, well, yeah, I I said, she's probably better off with him anyway. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. He is charming. (laughs) He is handsome. Like he is a man's man. Like Mm -hmm. that guy has it going on. Uh, he, he's and he just says he just tells alexandra marry me and that that's the way he proposes yeah, and I it know. works like that guy that guy pulls it off
0: <laughs> and i and i actually really like alex or he he calls her alex i i really mm. like her character she's also a little bit of a spitfire
1: yeah she's not like a weak woman that's just going to be pushed around like she herself is this strong character mm. so like when he just says marry me it's like speaks to his Sort of machismo, I guess. Uh, I like them as a couple as well. And I, and I, I, I really like watching him. Uh, the previews for or the trailer video for 1923 does show them coming home. Like there's a boat heading back. So it's clear that at some point he gets this letter oh, okay. and starts heading back. Uh, uh, and presumably Alex comes with. Uh, and now he has all these experiences. And now we know that Spencer is the only one of James Dutton's sons or, or kids. To survive past, I guess, age forty or somewhere in there, maybe age fifty. Yeah. Billy,
0: let's let's circle back real quick and kind of d- talk a bit about, you know, how how on earth did Jacob Dutton end up on the kitchen table with a ton of bullets in him? It all has to do with darn old Banner um, and his sheep. So, do you have a little more insight there? Well, I mean, I,
1: obviously, Jacob Dutton kind of provoked the situation by hanging Banner and like three of his men to die. Uh, Banner ends up living and wants to seek his revenge. And he goes after it in a big ways. This all started because Banner took his sheep onto the Yellowstone land to feed because there's a, a really bad drought. Uh, he wants the sheep are out of food, so he has nowhere to take them. So he crosses the line and he was warned that he was going to get killed. Um, and that's exactly what yeah. Jacob Dutton does. Banner survives and wants to seek his revenge. We, we, this is sort of like the first taste we get of the Dutton justice system. And it's very much acceptable as it turns out in the 1920s. Like the sheriff doesn't really say too much to Jacob Dutton after he admits to hanging these men. And um, Jacob's just kind of going about town. They go downtown to the Bozeman for sort of a fun night out. There's a speakeasy scene. They're staying at a hotel. And then they're on the way back is when uh, there's the ambush on the cart uh, jack's mm-hmm. Jack, little jack's wife gets shot jack gets shot but i think i, I think they're going to be okay don't you I, I don't see either jack's wife or jack being mortally wounded
0: yeah i i didn't either but what i thought was well here's another i, I forgot that i had this this thought process here i i think they live they end up like having essentially premarital sex and the, if you yep. remember uh they were telling how it was Jacob saying, you know, don't be surprised. It, it, this was like the first episode. He was like, don't be surprised that before they right. get married, you know, there might be a little one on the way. And so and this, you know, baffled baffled him. But anyways, so here's what I'm thinking, Elizabeth. So after this scene, Elizabeth's going to be pregnant, which is a concern for me because up until now, Taylor's had to keep Jack. OK, but as soon as she becomes pregnant, well, there's a and error, so we can technically knock off Jack at this point. I'm just right. Saying. OK,
1: I see. I, I'm struggling to see that happening because uh, Jack <laughs> didn't look that badly wounded. That's fair. Like he might die eventually, but he his wounds were I think he got shot in the arm or something, didn't he?
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I didn't necessarily mean that they were going to die, that he was going to die from this specific scene, but I I could see a potential, like, I think they will live gotcha. for right now, but I could see Jack dying.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'm open to that possibility. Uh, Jacob was talking to Elizabeth's father when he said that. He, I think he said something about, like, don't do the math about the kids after they get married. And that oh, yes. That's how Elizabeth's father, mm-hmm. like, he couldn't possibly believe that they would what are you talking uh, about? get together. Right. There was a lot of fun. Fun, sort of beautiful scenes. The first half of the 1923 episode, like the speakeasy scene, was really fun. I thought the quip that uh, Kara Dutton, Helen Marin's character, has about this new sh- uh, this new fad of women shaving their armpits. Like, I, I know I kind of laughed out loud, and I imagine you did as well. Like, like that whole sequence was I did. really, it was really amazing. Funny. <laughs> They're both that like, sequence, what is it? And and the fad? whole sequence.
0: <laughs> Right. And then the whole sequence of when they went to Bozeman and you know there's this new new thing called a washer and you know this new thing called a refrigerator yeah. and just so so baffled by it. And I I actually really loved the speakeasy scene cuz I've I've been to um some really cool speakeasies in uh Austin and other places and you know it's funny because obviously it's just for the novelty of it, but back then during prohibition like these were legitimately like you know the whole secrecy of it all was a really big deal. Um, and so I really enjoyed watching that scene too, of just kind of all of them having having a good time, kind of, you know, acting like little kids. And then when Jack and Elizabeth try to dance like everyone else is doing, it was just was a good, and I mean, I'm sure Taylor did it in a, well, I don't know if he did it intentionally, but it, it essentially warmed your heart before the, your heart was ripped out by the next scene to come of, you know, the Banner shooting scene.
1: Can I ask one pivot question? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say that some of the writing of 1923, some of the dialogue is really beautiful. Like it's almost artistic in the way that 1883 was. But when uh, Alex and Spencer are in the tree before the lions start coming, like they start kind of kissing, are we to believe Mm -hmm. that they had a full romantic session? In the tree? Like, is
0: that... Funny that you say that, Billy, because... Because my friends and I, as we were watching, were like, is this what happens? Like, first off, now is yeah. not the time. Like, you're about to be mauled by lions. Like, and let's put some priorities <laughs> here. Uh, funny that you say that, because that that's literally also went through... That is exactly what went through my mind. Sure.
1: I think so. I, I, Somehow the reason they- why I
0: say surely not is because... Like surely Spencer is smart enough in the sense of danger is lurking at every in any moment. But I don't know.
1: I feel like Spencer is cocky time, enough Billy. to think. I feel like Spencer's cocky enough to think that he can beat gravity and like sort of pull that off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it just didn't seem. It seemed ill advised. You know, control yourself, kids. I know you just meant, but for God's sakes. There are some other issues here. <laughs> a lot of control.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot that that was also a thought that went through my head as I was watching.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it, I was going to let it go. But as the, at the end of the episode, when they're sort of driving back, like they talk about like three sort of romantic interludes. So my wife and I are both sitting there doing like counting on our fingers like, OK, uh, on the hill when they see the child's footprints in oh. the back of the car. And we're like, is number three of the tree? So my oh, wife gosh, and I are both like, even... the tree? Really? I thought they just sort of kissed and separated, but maybe they.
0: Oh, I totally glazed over that statement. Interesting.
1: <laughs> no detail gets passed passed up here on the uh, Dutton Rules podcast. No. Huh. Now is an awkward time to ask for you to follow this podcast. If you haven't already. <laughs> And um, give us a rating and a review <laughs> on, on Apple Podcasts as we sort of roll into the Q&A. <laughs> Staff at com is the place to uh, email us with your questions, concerns, and corrections. And uh, mm-hmm. let's hit the Q&A, and then I have one correction to make.
0: Okay. Uh, the first one I have for us is from Hayden, who says, Do you remember the scene with Teeter going crazy in the bunkhouse? Like there was a big brawl in the bunkhouse. We haven't seen that.
1: That was from the trailer. Remember there was the scene of Teeter in the towel, like fighting? Oh, yeah. I think she's hitting like Ryan or something like that. We never saw that scene. Did we?
0: No. I See, this is where I get a little washy because we have covered it in YouTube videos, but I, I think it was because we covered the right. the trailer.
1: I think think it must have just gotten cut.
0: Yeah, because they're not coming back anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Um, There was never a fight in the bunkhouse uh, that I recall. Mm -mm. Not this season anyway. So it must have been a scene that just got cut. It made the trailer, but it ended up getting cut. Sort of kind of lets you know how they're sort of making this show in real time to a certain degree.
0: The next one I have is from Mary Ann, who says, In a trailer, there's a scene with a double... Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? In the trailer, there's a scene with a blonde woman kneeling over a fresh grave. I believe this is that is Emma, John's wife. So I think Spencer's the only child of Margaret and James that survives.
1: Which Yeah, Mary and nailed this, and she actually sent this email in, and I want to give her credit. She sent this email in before episode three. Uh so she was the mm. one who who pointed this out. We hadn't had a chance to recap episode two. So Marianne, kudos to you there for for calling that one right. Uh, we now know Spencer is the only child who survives. And to me, that kind of presents some interesting, if pedantic, questions about the old Yellowstone family tree and whose son uh, Kevin Costner's character's father actually is. Is it going to be Spencer and Alex's son or is it going to be Jack and Elizabeth's son? Uh, we don't have a clear answer to that yet i don't think
0: the last one i have for us uh, actually came from our youtube channel one of our videos uh, it's from jack who says i want to see more about the chairman his people and their ways what are your thoughts please? i
1: 100 percent agree I, I i've thought now for two seasons this plot line has just sort of gone nowhere like it, it was it was a really inter- interesting intersection of culture in, during the first three or four seasons of Yellowstone, first three seasons anyway, and now the chairman and the, what's going on in the reservation seems to just be sort of running alongside what's happening on the Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like anybody really knows what to do with that action. Um, that's been a disappointment to me. Only made right a little bit by the the really interesting and informative knowledge of, of of the native American boarding schools that we're seeing now in 1923 for the first three episodes. That wasn't a part of episode three, but the first two episodes of 1923 have really dived deep into that. And uh, we put together a, a really, a pretty good video about the history of those boarding schools and how accurately Taylor Sheridan is telling that story right now. Uh, that's sort of making up for the fact that he he's kind of let that part of the series go with Yellowstone. So I totally agree with Jack.
0: So Yellowstone is on pause until the summer, and 1923, we'll keep having those episodes on Sundays, right?
1: Yeah, and one quick correction. Um, Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the...
1: Last podcast, we mentioned that Clara, John Dutton's assistant, was kissing someone. And I think I thought, and I inferred that um, she was kissing a man. Uh, A lot of people pointed out that she was actually kissing another woman, which I... I guess I just missed that. I, I don't really have a, wasn't trying to make oh. a statement of, of any sen- sense there, but I guess. Oh, the, I actually was knew a, that. A woman. I didn't, I, I, I just, you know, it was dark. I just sort of glanced up and she was kissing someone and I drew a conclusion. So I apologize for the, for the air and for anybody who might've been offended by me. um jumping into a conclusion there.
0: Staff at tasteofcountry.com. Don't forget is the email. You can send your trivia questions if you want to be the next person to receive the glorious affirmations from Billy Dukes, as well as like like we mentioned today, any corrections, um, any thoughts, theories. That is where you can find us. Coming
1: up on this podcast, as well as our video channel at Taste of Country, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what's happened on 1923. And also, we are ready to roll out the full, complete Dutton family tree video. And I have put together a 30-second explanation of the entire Dutton family tree that'll just blow your mind. It's clean. It's simple. In fact, you can digest it all with one graphic. It starts at the top, and it goes all the way down, and it is, includes all everything we know so far. And we won't talk about that on the podcast, but it'll be part of the video series and the editorial at tasteofcountry.com
0: and if you don't watch it billy might shed a tear or two this has been his bread and butter this keeps him up at night i'm excited to watch it i, put I know that you've work worked into. really yeah i know you've worked really hard on it i'm excited to watch it and honestly it's been at least for it's been super helpful for me as all the johns james and jacks mm-hmm. spencer thank goodness yeah. has an s name but it gets confusing
1: and thanks to everybody who's followed the podcast on apple podcasts and spotify mm-hmm. uh, we do appreciate it if you leave a rating and review there
0: the Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1923 podcast is another smart Townsquare Media podcast. Thanks for hanging, Billy. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>